Hey, this is Saul Williams, and you're listening to DJ Matt Warner on Fresh Air, The Alternative. Hi, this is Barack Obama, and you're listening to Fresh Air, The Alternative, with DJ Matt Warner. I'm DJ Matt Werner, and you're about to listen to my exclusive interview with Saul Williams about his latest album, The Inevitable Rise and Liberation of Niggy Tardust. The following introduction is adapted from an introduction I co-wrote to the Saul Williams interview published in issue 39 of the Berkeley Poetry Review by Carmel D. Amesis. So Saul Williams' unique album title gives the listener the expectation that this is not your ordinary collection of hip-hop and spoken word. And Williams fulfills this expectation, not only with his avant-garde rhymes and stirring cover of U2's Sunday Bloody Sunday, but also in how he distributed his fourth album. It was available free of charge on his website for the first 100,000 downloads. It can now be purchased on iTunes or your local record store. But Saul Williams is much more than a rapper, musical innovator, and poet. He was an outspoken anti-war activist at the outset of the 2003 United States invasion of Iraq. Williams is also a leading critic of the negative manifestations of hip-hop culture, and his videos, including his appearances on HBO's Deaf Poetry Jam and The Wake Up Show, have been very popular on YouTube. Saul Williams first rose to prominence in the poetry slam scene, winning New York City's New Yorkian Poets Cafe's top poetry prize in 1996 while studying for his MFA in acting at NYU's Tisch School of the Arts. This success led him to star in the film Slam and publish his first book of poetry, The Seventh Octave, in 1998. This collection was followed by She in 1999, Said the Shotgun to the Head in 2003, and the Dead MC Scrolls in 2006. Though Williams refuses to define his writing within such categories, his work predominantly straddles the tenuous balance between academic and slam poetry. Undercurrents of Whitman, Yeats, Ginsburg, Hughes, Hafiz, Rumi, Garcia Lorca, and a panoply of other poets inhabit the lyrical, ecstatically rhythmic, and metaphor-rich language of Saul Williams. Artistically, Saul Williams evades labels by pocketing tools from other worlds, hip-hop, electronica, spoken word, rock, acting, poetry, to create his own art form. His poetry and music have inspired a new generation of poets and artists, and Fresh Air the Alternative, University of Edinburgh's student radio, is honored to present our interview with Saul Williams. But first, here is his poem, Shaklak Clack, that Saul Williams recites in a stirring scene in the movie Slam. If I could find the spot where truth echoes, I would stand there and whisper memories of my children's future. I would let their future dwell in my past so that I might live a brighter now. Now is the essence of my domain and it contains all that was and will be. And I am as I was and will be because I am and always will be that nigger. I am that nigger. I am that nigger. I am that timeless nigger that swings on pendulums like vines through minds of booby-trapped minds that are enslaved by time. I am the life that supersedes lifetimes, I am. It was me with serpentine hair and a timeless stare that with a mortal glare turned mortal fear into stone time capsules. They still exist as the walking dead, as I do, the original sufferhead, symbol of life and matriarchy, severed head, Medusa, I am. I am that nigger, I am that nigger, I am that nigger. I am a negro, yes negro, negro from necro, meaning death. I overcame it so they named me after it. And I be spitting at death from behind and putting kick me signs on its back because I am not the son of shaklak clack. I am before that, I am before. I am before, before, before death is eternity, after death is eternity, there is no death, there's only eternity, and I be riding on the wings of eternity like, yeah, 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 clack, clack, but my flight doesn't go undisturbed, because time makes dreams defer, and all of my time fears are turning my days into daymares, and I live daymares, reliving nightmares, and once haunted my past, clack, clack, time is beating my ass, and I be having dreams of chocolate-covered watermelons, filled with fried chickens like piñatas, with little pig 
taking any sons and daughters standing up under them with big sticks and aluminum foil, hitting them trying to catch pieces of fallen fried chicken wings. And Aunt Jemima and Uncle Ben are standing in the corners with rifles pointed at the heads of the little children. Don't shoot the children, I shout. Don't shoot the children, but they say it's too late. They've already been infected by time, but this shit is before my time. I need more time. I need more time. But it's too late. They start shooting at the children and killing them one by one, two by two, three by three, four by four, five by five, six by six. But my spirit is growing seven by seven, faster than the speed of light, because light only penetrates the darkness that's already there. And I'm already there. I'm here at the end of the road, which is the beginning of the road beyond time. But where my niggas at? Oh, this don't tell me my niggas got lost in time. My niggas are dying before their time. My niggas are serving unjust time. My niggas are dying because of time. Hi, this is DJ Matt Warner, and you're listening to Fresh Air, The Alternative. We're very privileged today to have Saul Williams, a very dynamic spoken word artist, actor, amazing poet, on our show. We have Saul on the line from a pre-recorded phone interview. And Saul, I was wondering if you could come on the line now and discuss a little bit about your latest album, Niggy Tardest. Sure. Well, the name of the album is The Inevitable Rise and Liberation of Niggy Tardust. And it's a concept album where I am essentially exploring the idea and reality of liberation, of freedom, and what it means in the face of or under the context of our existing definition of race and and how that relates to music and identity and what have you. It's essentially a very danceable dialogue, you know, self-exploration and the need to step beyond the boundaries imposed by society as far as what people come to expect of someone when they assume that they're from a particular place or look a particular way or talk a particular way or what have you. So yeah, it's basically me finding the freedom to just break out of my shell and make the music that I want to make regardless of the executive who says, you know, well, this doesn't actually fit the formulaic mold of what we're expecting from you or what we would need in order to get this to these people over here or what have you. Um, It's about just breaking those boundaries. How was it collaborating with Trent Reznor on the album? Working with Trent was great. Trent was someone who never stood in the way of any of my creative ideas and anything and everything that I brought to the table. He'd be uh, beaming with excitement about and, and would basically just help me facilitate getting those ideas executed in ways that really translated for the listeners. So he was, he was extremely helpful. So the first track we're going to play is your single, Black Stacy, And I was wondering if you could introduce the track and talk a little bit about how you came to write it. I'm curious as to how autobiographical the track is. Right. Well, firstly, Black Stacy is not from Niggy Tardis. Black Stacy is from the album before Niggy Tardis, which is called Saul Williams. Although it's related to Niggy Tardis in that, you know, that's the beginning of me wanting to break free of the constraints of whatever race or the paradigm of race would have you and so my middle name is Stacy and the song is about simply learning to be comfortable in your own skin and that's it I think that's all you need to know so this is Black Stacy by Saul Williams To hump my pillow at night The type of silent prayer to make myself prepare for the light Me and my cousin do some prank the girls between 1 and 10 And the highest number got to be my pillows pretend Now I apologize to every high ranker But you taught me how to dream and so I also thank you I never had the courage to approach you in school We joked around a lot and I know you thought I'd dress cool but I was just covering up All the insecurities that came bubbling up My complexion had me stuck in an emotional rut Like the time your flavor flayed me and you played me yo chuck 
They say you're too black, man. I think I'm too black, man. Do you think I'm too black? I think I'm too black. I think I'm too black. I think I'm too black. A black, a black, a black, a black. Black Stacy, they call me Black Stacy. I never got to be myself, cause to myself I always was. Black Stacy, and polka dots and paisley. A double goose and ballet shoes, you thought it wouldn't phase me. I was Black Stacy, the preacher's son from Haiti. Who rhymed a lot and always got the dancers at the party. I was Black Stacy, you thought it wouldn't phase me, but it did. Cause I was just a kid. I used to use bleaching cream No Madam CJ Walker walked into my dreams I dreamt of being white and complimented by you But the only shiny black thing that you liked was my shoes Now I apologize for bottling up All the little things you said that walked my head and my gut Even though I always told you not to brag about the fact that your great-grandmother was raped by her slave master Yeah, I became militant too So it was fair on every level I was blacker than you I turned you on to Malcolm X and Asada Shakur In the three-coated elephant goose with the fur Had the high top fade with the step on the side Had the two-finger ring rack top on the ride Had the sheepskin named Beldly Sue Kango As it was Roscoe, chicken and waffle Black Stacy, they call me Black Stacy I never got to be myself cause to myself I always was message for you all your baller players got some insecurities too that you could cover up bling it up cash and enter ching it up hope no one will bring it up lock it down and string it up or you could share your essence with us cause everything about you couldn't be rugged and rough and even though you told a clock and you hide in the street if you dare to share your heart will not ahead to its beat And you should do that, if nothing else to prove that A player like you can keep it honest and true Don't mean to call your bluff a motherfucker, that's what I do You got a platinum chain of sun, I'm probably talking to you And you can call your gang and posse and the rest of your crew And while you're at it, get them addicts and the indigent too I plan to have a whole army by the time that I'm through To load they guns with songs they haven't sung Like Black Stacy, they call me Black Stacy I never got to be myself, just to myself I always just listening to Black Stacy by Saul Williams and here at Fresh Air on DJ Matt Werner's show we're very privileged to have Saul Williams on a pre-recorded phone interview. Saul, the next track we're going to play is the cover you did of U2's Sunday Bloody Sunday and I'm curious do you know has U2 listened to it? Have you heard what their feedback is on it? I know that Bono has heard it and I know he liked it enough to let us put it out. (laughs) Yes, I know that he's heard it. 
aside from that, you know, my reason for doing this song was simply because I, um, you know, I grew up listening to it and always related to it as if it, you know, was about, I guess, the struggle that was happening in the United States um, with African Americans. I, I, I was not as informed about what was happening in Ireland at the time um, when I first heard the song. And when I learned about it, it just confirmed my perspective of, you know, struggle being struggle, regardless of where you face it, how you face it. People that go through, you know, some sort of institutionalized oppression or suppression can oftentimes relate to one another. And so I've often related to a lot of the music coming out of Ireland for whatever reasons, and this song is a prime example of that. I chose to cover it on the guitar list just because I love it. And I think it is an incredible cover of Sunday Bloody Sunday. You're about to listen to Saul Williams, only on Fresh Air.
were just listening to Sunday Bloody Sunday, the cover by Saul Williams, and that is on his latest album, The Rise and Inevitable Liberation of Niggy Tardust. And the way you disseminated this album was quite unique through an online method. It was very non-traditional, similar to how Radiohead disseminated their album. I was wondering if you could describe how you came to release it, how you did. Well, yeah, we actually released our album about 10 days after Radiohead released their album. And so it was an idea that Trent and I had had very close to the same time that Radiohead had had. And when we simply, you know, realized that there was a a window that was open in the industry and in our ability to be able to reach our fan base at this time without the aid of a label initially. So we, we decided to just essentially offer it for a very cheap price as a download, we gave people the option of paying for it or not, so they could pay it. They could get it for free, or they could pay $5 and choose the quality of the download that they wanted. We were also able to include artwork and lyrics in that download, and and all that, I guess, led up to our physical release, which we did with The Fader, which is a magazine and, and label. And yeah, it's, it's worked perfectly for us. It's, it's really gone well as far as the number of people we reached as a result of one, of course, being able to offer it for free, two, being able to offer it at an expensive price so that people who heard of the project and said, hmm, I think I want to try it out, you know, didn't really have much difficulty in saying, oh, you know, I'll spend the, the price of a soy latte or something to listen to this album. It really works in our favor. And it's been very popular indeed. And if people want to download this album, what website should they visit? Well, that's the thing. Once we made it commercially available in stores and what have you, now it's available in two places, in stores and on iTunes or Amazon or something like that. So now it's at the official downloading places. We spent the first, not year, but the first eight months away from those avenues so that we could do it our own way. But now we're in the mainstream you know, retail places. So iTunes would probably be the best place to go or a store. So my next question for you, I'm going to go back a little ways, back to your Amethyst Rockstar album. And I'm going to play the end of your track, Wine. And it's uh, one of my favorite poems of yours. And I'm going to shift focus a little bit because I'm a literature student. I'm working on my master's in English literature here at the University of Edinburgh, where we broadcast fresh air. And one thing I'm fascinated about this song is just you have this line we put language in zoos to observe cage thought and toss peanuts and P-funk at intellect. And I've always been curious as to what that means or what you are intending behind the meaning, because I've taken my own interpretation from it, but I'm curious what your take is. Yeah, well, Lao Tzu says the Tao that can be told is not the eternal Tao. And as someone who writes poetry, it's often been important for me to keep words themselves in perspective to realize that although I may find myself capable of expressing an idea or sentiment, that many of the greatest ideas or sentiments are very difficult, if not impossible, to put into words. And that intellect itself, and it's funny because, you know, poetry, I would argue, is not necessarily an intellectual art form, it's an intuitive art form, but because it uses words in the way that it does, it's, you know, it's it's usually admired by people who who have some strong identification with the intellectual process. However, I think that often it's the intellect can get in the way of understanding a poem or of understanding love or the simplest, most compassionate aspects of reality. You know, it's not your intellectual prowess that makes you say, you know, I don't want to harm animals or blah, blah, blah. You know, it's your compassion. And so in, in many ways, I believe that intellect is one of, not necessarily as, as high of a standard as many would place upon it. And so the poem that says we put language in zoos to observe caged thought is simply a way of saying that, is that we must keep language and cleverness in perspective and realize that there's something beyond that. There's something intrinsically linked to our soul, and that linkage is beyond words. And that's the goal of of life and of art, of music and of poetry and, and being itself. 
So you are about to listen to the end of Wine by Saul Williams off of his Amethyst Rockstar album. I could recite the grass on a hill and memorize the moon. I know the cloud forms of love by heart and have brought tears to the eye of a storm. My memory banks vaults of autumn forests and Amazon river banks. And I've screamed them into sunsets that echo in earthquakes. Shadows have been my spotlight as I monologue the night and dialogue with days, soliloquies of wind and breeze applauded by sun rays. We put language in zoos to observe caged thought and tossed peanuts and pea-funked intellect. A mother flick, I think these are metaphors. I speak what I see. All words and worlds are metaphors of me. My life is authored by the moon, footprints written in soil, the fountain pen of Martian men, noveling human toil. And yes, the soil speaks highly of me. When earth seeds root me, poet, tree, now, maybe I'm too serious, too little here, too matter, though I'm riddled with the reason of the sun. A stand-up comet with the audience of lungs. This body of laughter, is it with me or at me? Hue more or less, though genders mute. And the punchline has this lifeline at its root. I'm a star. This life's the suburbs. I commute. You were just listening to Wine by Saul Williams. It's off of his Amethyst Rockstar album. And we're lucky to have Saul Williams with us on a pre-recorded phone interview. Saul Williams, to continue with this discussion, I don't mean to get too academic with it, but I, I really enjoy studying literature. And... Some of what you're saying uh, reminds me of this text I've been reading this semester. It's Jacques Derrida's Of Grammatology, and it's this whole notion of sort of deconstructing language. One thing that I think a lot of your poetry gets at is sort of how words lack the ability to express the nature of true reality. In your track release, you have some amazing lines like, These words are not tools of communication. They are shards of metal dropped from eight-story windows. And then you also talk about there isn't a mantra to fill my being in those moments. And a lot of that, it seems to sort of connect back with even your early writing, like uh, the poem you wrote, They Say That I'm a Poet. I wonder what they would say if they saw me from the inside. I bottle emotions and place them into the sea for others to unbottle on distant shores. I am unsure as to whether they ever reach, and for that matter, as to whether I ever get my point across or my love. And it seems like in the, the decade I've been following your work, there's a sort of struggle between reconciling language with how reality presents itself. Yep, I think you have voiced it perfectly. You know, um, th- there has been this, this struggle. Um, although I, I it, it's, it's not something that I seem to ponder too much nowadays. You know, um, I think that being able to clearly articulate a thought, a feeling, an idea is possible. I believe that it's possible. But within that, I think that there's also a a need to to raise one's ability to confront a topic, an issue, whether gracefully or ungracefully, but but I think within you know that that attempt to articulate something, there has to be a strong enough desire to want to articulate it because some things, um, is, well, they say some things are left better unsaid. But truly, I think there's some things that we may be afraid of saying because of of their resonant power and what have you. And so there are things that I've dodged and things that I haven't wanted to say and I haven't felt ready to to embody them or to hear them aloud or what have you. But yeah, it's a, it's certainly been a journey and, and, and that journey has included, you know, that, that struggle with wrestling with the uh, just, you know, 
the ability of words, as you put it, you know, to, to express truly what's being felt. But I think that dance itself is poetry, you know? And in addition to uh, you're playing with language and you're infusing with many different sort of linguistic and poetic traditions, another thing I've noticed is sort of your interpretation and playing with many different religious and spiritual traditions. Just this summer, I had the opportunity to collaborate with a Persian scholar on translating Rumi's Book of the Sun. And in it, there's a lot of sort of pantheistic Sufi philosophy. And collaborating with this Persian scholar, a lot of the ideas that we were talking about in Rumi's work, I'd first encountered actually in your work. Like when off that track wine, when you say, all words and worlds are metaphors of me. And I'm curious as to what different religious influences you've had, because I know your father's a preacher. Um, well, you know, that, that's really been where my interest has really gravitated towards over the years, is in investigating all these different religions and, and what have you. You know, I was, as you put out, I, I was raised. Christian. Um, my father was a Baptist minister. He pastored a Baptist church. And with time, and when I was a teenager, I began, you know, questioning that religion and, and you know, not really the teachings of Jesus at all, but just the institution surrounding that and those teachings. And realized that those that institution itself seemed at odds with what I felt in my gut. And when I started exploring a lot of more esoteric Christianity and teachings, you know, surrounding that, and then I started studying, you know, its roots in Judaism and in Egyptology, and, and then, of course, we came exposed also to a lot of Middle Eastern writers and what have you, like, um, well, one, you know, like Rumi and Hafiz, and so the Sufi writers, um, which is like, an, you know, an esoteric brand of of Mohammedism, so to speak, um, really became influential. And then, of course, studying Hinduism and Buddhism and the Vedas and all of those things, I've, I've definitely um, traveled in terms of wanting to grasp and experience other people's expression of connection to spirit. It's, it's all been of interest to me. I think all of these religions, you know, have really grasped at articulating something clearly for man to be able to identify with his spirit and, and express that and enhance that with time. And that's been important to me and interesting. Yeah, and in exploring these different esoteric religious and spiritual traditions, I found there, there seems to be some parallels between your poetry and that of William Butler Yeats like with his poem, The Second Coming, and also Walt Whitman as well, um, and sort of the, the listing and some of your tracks like Release and Coded Language. It seems to very much have that Whitmanian quality to them. Well, Whitman's definitely very uh, influential, and I've definitely read some Yeats as well. You know, the, these older poets have definitely opened a door for me to... I guess to, to to step beyond and you know and and they have like me I think you know there's this thing of being so deeply entrenched in this Christian society and and seeing something deep within it and something well beyond it as well and wanting to explore and using words to do that and realizing that you know, the writing itself and that the, the reading of the writing, in my case, often is a form of ritual, so that I look at uh, much of my writing as a form of incantation, you know, or, or, you know, where I'm aiming to essentially call on or release a certain amount of energy or power through the recitation of this piece. And, uh, and so... Quite simply, I guess sometimes I go there in the writing and, and trying to crack open the vortex. Yeah, I, I think Whitman, for example, uh, is someone who kept that really in perspective and, and kept, you know, very grounded in his perspective. And I really admire him for that, you know. Whereas Yates seemed to be a, a lot more embedded in 
is the same thing that I have to fight against sometimes, which is that Christian upbringing. The final track I'm going to play is Twice the First Time, which has the reference to the Shaklak Clack poem that was famous in the movie Slam. And so we've covered a little bit about uh, your linguistic and religious explorations, but I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about sort of the, the racial dimensions of your poetry and also in how that connects with Barack Obama's election. Because I know you released uh, recently a, a track right before the election on telling people to get out and vote but it was done quite in a unique style. Yeah, my, um, you know, being born in this nation, I think that uh, it's been implicit that, you know, change is coming and, and what have you, but at the same time, there's, there's been a consistent need to express for many that we are so much more than how we are perceived. And, you know, that poem, Shaklak Clack, is, is about that. It's about realizing we're so much more than the history that's been taught us about ourselves. And I think it's been necessary to crack that shell for people to begin to think outside of the box and imagine what sort of future or present is possible. And I think Barack Obama symbolizes that perfectly. My latest album is called Niggy Tardis, and I classify him as a hybrid, as somebody that embodies the best of many worlds. And in the same way, I think that's what Barack Obama symbolizes, is, is this sort of hybrid sensibility in that people from many walks of life can see themselves reflected through him. And that is something, you know, uh, not only in our art, but in our beingness, you know, and in realizing that, you know, standing under the banner of race or nationality as if we are simply one thing um, is, is a limiting approach to reality. And this poem was one of my early ways of, of beginning, you know, that quest of, of expression and, and shift in perspective. So, yeah. I wrote Chicago Crack in 1996. Um, this song came out in 1997, I believe. Flame came out in 1998. <laughs> and here we are now. Saul, thank you so much for your time. In a world of sail air, one man provided the alternative. Fresh air with DJ Matt Werner. You have been listening to DJ Matt Werner's exclusive interview with Saul Williams. It was recorded over the phone on November 21st, 2008. Coming up next, I will play a number of tracks that were discussed in the interview. First up is Twice the First Time, which features a remix of Saul Williams's Shaklak Clack poem, which started off the hour. I will not rhyme on tracks. Niggas on a chain gang used to do that way back. I will not rhyme over tracks. Niggas on a chain gang used to do that way back. Don't drop the beat on me. Don't drop the beat, no. I'm not the son of Shaklak Clack. I'm before that. I am before, I am before, before, before death is eternity, after death is eternity, there is no death, there's only eternity, and I be riding on the wings of eternity like, yeah, 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 a clack, clack, get me the fuck off this track. As heartbeats bring percussions, fallen trees bring repercussions. Cities play upon our souls like broken drums. We drum the essence of creation from city slums. But city slums mute our drums, and our drums become humdrum. Cause city slums have never been where our drums are from. Just the place where our daughters and sons become offbeat heartbeats. 
slaves to city streets When hearts get broken and heartbeats stop Broken heartbeats become breakbeats for niggas to rhyme on top But I won't rhyme on top, no chance Niggas on the chain gang used to do that a way back I won't rhyme over traps Niggas on the chain gang used to do that a way back Don't drop the beat, no Don't drop the beat, no not until you listen to Rock Kim on a rocky mountaintop have you heard hip hop. Yeah. Extract the urban element that created it and let an open wide countryside illustrate it. Riding in a freight train in the freezing rain, listening to Coltrane, my reality went insane and I think I saw Jesus. He was playing hopscotch with Betty Carter who was cursing him out in a scat like gibberish for not saying butterfingers. And my fingers run through grains of sand like seeds of time, the pains of man, the frames of mine which built these frames, which is the structure of my earth. Urban superstructure The trains and planes can corrupt and obstruct your planes Or thoughts that you forget how to walk through the woods Which ain't good cause you ain't never walked through the trees Listening to nobody beats the biz And you ain't never heard hip hop And you must stop that damn track from going Please don't drop the beat Don't drop the beat, no Well I will not rhyme on track Niggas on a chain ain't used to do that I went out of rhyme on tracks. Niggas on the chain gang used to do that way back. Don't drop the beat, no. Don't drop the beat, no. Don't drop the beat. Hard beat. My heart beat. Those on. J. Matt Werner, only on Fresh Air. That was Saul Williams in Twice the First Time. Up next is another piece discussed in the interview, Saul Williams's verse on the song Release featuring Zach De La Roca of Rage Against the Machine from the Black Alicious album Blazing Arrow. This track features one of Saul's trademark styles, the Whitmanian listing, and it is quite a profound track. I had to listen to it many times before I felt I grasped the metaphysical issues Saul wrestles with in this track. I even wrote an academic paper on it while an undergrad for an English poetry class while most were writing on poets like John Donne and Milton. You're in for quite a treat. Here's Saul Williams' verse on release. In a breathlessness, out of restlessness, by the time I caught up to freedom I was out of breath. Grandma asked me what I'm running for. I have some out for the same thing the sun is sunning for, what mother's birth are youngins for, and some say Jesus coming for. For all I know, the earth is spinning slow. Sun's at half mass, cause masses ain't a glow. On bended knee, prostrate before an altered tree. I've made the forest suit me. Tables and chairs, papers and prayers, matter for a spirit, a metal ladder, a wooden cross, a plastic bottle of water, a mandala encased in glass, a spirit encased in flesh, sound from shaped hollows, the thickest of mucus released from heightened passion, a man that cries in his sleep, a truth that has gone out of fashion, a mode of expression, a paint splattered wall, a carton of cigarettes, a bouquet of corpses, a dying forest, a nurtured garden, a privatized prison, a candle with a broken wick, a puddle that reflects the sun, a piece of paper with my name on it, I'm surrounded, I surrender, all, all that I am I have been, all I have been has been a long time coming, I am becoming all that I am, the spittle that surrounds the mouthpiece of the flute, unheard yet felt, a gathered wetness, a quiet moisture, sound trapped in a bubble, released into wind. Wind fellows and land merchants, we are history's detergent. Water soluble light particles, articles of cleansing breath, articles amending death. These words are not tools of communication, they are shards of metal dropped from eight story windows. There are waterfalls and gas leaks, aged thoughts rolled in tobacco leaf. The tools of a trade, barters barred, barred of barters, catchphrases and misunderstandings. But they are not what I feel when I am alone, surrounded by everything and nothing. And there isn't a word, a phrase to be caught, a verse to be recited, 
A mantra to fill my being in those moments I'm a blankness, the contained center of an O The pyramidic containment of an A I stand in the middle of all that I have learned All that I have memorized, all that I have known by heart Unable to reach any of it There is no sadness, there is no bliss It is a forgotten memory, a memorable escape route That only is found by not looking there, in the spine of the dictionary, the words are worthless. They are a mere weight pressing against my thoughtlessness. But then, who else can speak of thoughtlessness with such confidence? Who else has learned to sling these ancient ideas like dead rats held by their tails so as not to infect this newly oiled skin? I can think of nothing heavier than an airplane. I can think of no greater conglomerate of steel and metal. I can think of nothing less likely to fly. There are no wings more weighted. I too have felt a heaviness, the stare of a man. Guessing at my being, yes, I am a homeless, a homeless man making offerings to the after future, sculpting rubber tree forests out of worn tires and shoe soles, a nation unified in exhale, a cloud of smoke, a native pipe ceremony, all the gathered cigarette butts piled in heaps, snow covered mountains, lipstick smeared and shriveled, offerings to an afterworld, tattoo guns and plastic wrappers, broken zippers and dead eyed dolls. It's all overwhelming me, oak and elming me. I have seated a forest of myself, little books from tall trees It matters not what this paper be made of Give me notebooks made of human flesh Dried on steel hooks and nooses Make uses of use, uses of us It's all overwhelming me, oak and elming me I've seated a forest of myself, little books from tall trees On bended knee, prostrate before an altar tree I've made the forest suit me Tables and chairs, papers and prayers Matter verse spirit through meditation I program my heart to beat break beats and hum bass lines on exhalation. Live from the University of Edinburgh in Scotland, it's DJ Matt Werner, only on Fresh Air. You were just listening to Saul Williams on the track release off the Black Alicious album Blazing Arrow. Up next is another profound poem which I also wrote an academic essay on. There are many layers of meaning in this poem, suffused with puns and multi-dimensional metaphors. You might recognize this poem as the one Saul performs while in the yard of a Washington, D.C. prison in the movie Slam. Here is Amethyst Rocks. Standing on the corner of the block, slinging amethyst rocks. Drinking 40s of Mother Earth's private nectar stock, dodging cops. Cause 5 be the 666, and I need to fix that purple rain, the type of that drives membranes insane. Oh yeah, I'm in the fast lane snorting candy yams that free my body and soul and send me like Shazam. Never question who I am, God knows. And I know God personally. In fact, he lets me call him me. Yeah, I'm serious, B. Dogon niggas plotted this lovely, but the feds is also plotting me. They're trying to imprison my astrology. Put our stars behind bars, our stars in stripes, using blood splattered banners as nationalist kites but I control the wind that's why they call it the hawk I am Horus son of Isis son of Osiris worshiped as Jesus resurrected like Lazarus but you can call me lazy lazy yeah I'm lazy cuz I'd rather sit and build than work a plow field worshiping a daily yield of cash green crops stealing us was the smartest thing they ever did too bad they don't teach the truth to their kids. Our influence on them is the reflection they see when they look into their menstrual mirror and talk about their culture. Their existence is that of a schizophrenic vulture. Yeah, there's no repentance. They are bound to live an infinite consecutive executive life sentence. So what are you bound to live, nigga? So while you're out there serving the time and be, I'll be in sync with the sun while you run from the moon. Life of the womb reflected by guns. Worship of moons, I am the sun. And we are public enemies, number one. One, one, one. One, one, one. Hey, this is Saul Williams, and you listen to DJ Matt Werner on Fresh Air, The Alternative. Hi, this is DJ Matt Werner on Fresh Air The Alternative, University of Edinburgh Student Radio. Check us out at freshair.org.uk. You were just listening to the poem Amethyst Rocks by Saul Williams from the film Slam. Next is a track dedicated to my partner in rhyme, Joe Cirillo. Here is 1987 off of Saul Williams' album Amethyst Rockstar. 
Acid wash guests with the leather patches Sporting the white Diodorus with the hoodie that matches I'm wearing two swatches and a small Gucci pouch I could've worn the Louis but I left it in the house now My niggas deuce and rain, got go place with they name With the skyline on it, with the Boslin chain I'm wearing my frames, they match my gear with they tint And you know Lagerfeld is the scent Now my nigga Raphael just got his jeep out the shop Made clean sidekick, custom made rag top Strictly business is the album that we play You're a customer, the pick of the day Now there's a nigga on the block, never seen him before Selling incense and oils, my man think that he's the law But why on earth would this be on their agenda As he slowly approaches the window Uh, uh, I've seen you before, I've been you and more I was the one bearing the picture of water I rent a large upper room Furnished with tidings of your doom or pleasure Whichever feathers decree, your route Is he talking to me? Nah, I'm talking to the sea, sun's resurrected I'm the solstice of the day I bring news from the blues of the Cassian My man laughs, he one of them crazy motherfuckers Turn the music back up Cause I'm the E double weight But, 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 but I know the volume of the sea And sound waves as I will Will you allow me to be at your service? My man Ralph is nervous He believes his strange tongue deceives And maybe he's been informed That he's pushing gas hidden in the back And needs a floor mask on Jack You're not your bullshit a plan Asalama something another Wait, isn't Juanita your mother? I told you, I know you Now grant me a moment At the gates of Atlantis we stand Ours is the blood that flowed from the palms of his hands On the plow till earth till I'm now Moon cycles we visited, womb food of the sun Full moon of occasion, wave the wounds so they run And we run towards the light, casting love on the wind As is the science of the aroma of sleeping women Lost in his eyes, they soon reflect my friends are grinning But I'm the pupil of his sight, the wheels are spinning You're about to see you later tonight In the beginning her tears with the long-awaited rains of a park Somali village Red the children, they have shadows in the newfound mounds of mascara that eclipsed her face Reflected in the small glass of Carlos E. Street Bodega Learning to love, she had forgotten to cry Seldom hearing the distant thunder in her lover's ambivalent sighs He was not honest, she was not sure A great grandmother had sacrificed the family's charity for gold in the late 1800s Nonetheless, she had allowed him to mispronounce her name Which had eventually led to her misinterpreting her own dreams And later doubting them, but The night was young She, the firstborn daughter of water, faced darkness and smiled Took mystery as her lover and raised light as her child Man, that shit was wild, you should've seen how they ran She woke up in an alley with a gun in her hand Tupac and Lotus for menaces, blood on his hands She woke up on a vessel, the land behind her The sun was in her, water beneath her Much corn for dinner, or was it breakfast? Her stomach turned as if a compass She prayed east and lay there breathless They threw her overboard for dead She swam silently and fled into the blue sea La Sofa be Rado See the seventh octave I don't mean to confuse you Many of us have been taught to sing and so we practice scales Many of us were born singing and thus were born with scales Mermaids, cooks and field hands sang a night song by the forest And the ocean was the chorus in Atlantis where they sang Those on overboard had overheard the mysteries of the undertow And understood that down below there would be no more chains They surrendered breath and name and survived countless as rain I'm the weather man, the clouds say storm is coming A white buffalo is born, already running And if you listen very close, you'll hear a humming Beneath the surface of our purpose lies rumors of ancient rain Dressed in cloud-faced minstrels, the sky The moon's my mammy, the storm holds my eye Dressed in wrestlers, robe by ropes and old man river knows my name And the reason you were born is the reason that I came Then she looks me in the face and her eyes get weak Pulse rate descends, heart rate increases, and she's looks me in the face, and the eyes get weak. Pulse rate descends, heart rate increases, and she's looks me in the face, and the eyes get weak. Pulse rate descends, heart rate increases, like beat me up, Scotty. I control your body, I'm as deadly as AIDS. When it's time to rock a party, we all rock fades, just faded in lighted dotty. And when we rock the mic, we rock the mic. And when we rock the mic, we rock the mic And when we rock the mic, we rock the mic But let the feminine side, ignore the feminine side Let's
feminine side with flowers. She cut the stems and placed them gently down my throat. And these two lips might soon eclipse your brightest hopes. That was Saul Williams' song 1987 off of Amethyst Rockstar. The final track I'm playing in my hour-long interview and feature on Saul Williams is going back to what Saul spoke about in the interview, viewing his poetry and hip-hop as being a form of incantation. I thought it would be fitting to play his poem, Children of the Night, which weaves together many of his songs, poems, and poetry from his books, said The Shotgun to the Head and The Dead MC Scrolls. Here is Children of the Night by Saul Williams, only on Fresh Air. Children of the Night, only some will star the sky, only believers in death will die, and fathers must feather the wings of women. For the unfeathered masses dangle ridiculous, carrying crosses to phallic-stilled tombs. The future sails silent through blood-rivered wombs that ripple with riddles of cows and spoons, and births, moons, and earth sun-centered at noon. She buries her eggs in the soil and plants her feet in the sky. Soil seeds a circus of carrots and clowns and minstrel shows our desires. And here I stand, court gesturing infinity, fetal fisted for revolution, but open hands birth humility. Now, what is the density of an egoless planet? Must my spine be aligned to sprout wings? I'm slouched in a slang steps and kangled with gang reps, but my orbit rainbow Saturn's rings. Mystical elliptical presto polaris, karmic flame future in Saturn's and Aries, and now I'm a fish called father with gills type dizzy, blood and liquid lullabies through the spine of time to tranquilize the nervous system's defeat. At the feet of forever the children are gathered, or rather buried, in that mass graveside of the night. They are the seeds of light planted in the sky, but then nights and skies are meaningless to their unearthly eyes. They are our children, playing chess on the sunburnt backs of one-eyed turtles, checkmating a lifetime slow crawl to enlightenment, cashing in their crime and glory for magic and contradiction. The children of fiction, born of semen-filled crosses thrust in Calvary's mound, with memories of Manana's millennium, the gravity of the pendulum, the inscription of the grail, the rumors of one famine, diseases, and storms of hell. All hail the new beginning. Behold the winter's end. Bring on the puppets and dragons as the ceremonies begin. For they have come to shatter time and bring back the dead newborn, an army of me, bearing change in the front lines and shadows in the field mines to wilderness the lights of the city. I have seen them, a tumultuous army of bastards and beggars, madmen and idiots, witches and harlots, dancers and lunatics, sinners and singers, losers and lovers, students and teachers, poets and priests, orbiting the realms of of the ordinary through the ordinances of those ordained by the beast. These are our children, love-laden life lanterns casting shadows that shepherd the flocks, crying wolf in the moons full as sirens of love's lull, the offspring of Gibraltar's rocks. Who will deny them and thrice crows the cock? Will it be you, Peter? Decked in daymare's denial, masqueraded in matter, overmind, under trial. Self is the servant to serpents with rings. Three is the beginning of all things. Try angles and wrecks tingle your wings. Let vision blur not your deservings. Pile stones and unearth ancient learnings. See self as the ghost of your servings. If you're serving the father, there's no son without mother. Parent bodies discover water bodies and drown. Wade me in the water till Atlantis is found. On the sea floors of self, I'm starfish and unbound. Heard the name of that mound, a stone mountain. Underwater volcano. Volcanoes erupt water fountains of youth Lest this carnally equation cancel out wind and truth Swirl me beyond sometimes, drench me waterproof Let eaves drop forever, rain sunsets on my roof As I sit on the front porch of my sanity Deciphering hand bones to Van Gogh this vanity Oiled egos canvassed and framed To be reborn, unborn, unburied, unnamed A reflection through a blood-stained glass window Of souls gone yellow round the edges Carbonated dreams and blurred deli lives But let family bring focus out of swamps Blossom Lotus, the muddy water blue daughters of infinity, grudgy water bodied bodhisattvas are serenity, as we rise with the tides towards divinity, and she will be raised by wolves, just below the Mason Reed Dixon line, where eagles noose the misuse of Osiris's Sega papyruses in their claws clenched, so that the vultures of our memories may feast upon the remedies of ancient laws lynched, and flock to the treetops of the forethoughts we have forgotten, yes silence will be begotten of the wind, the silver eyes of the darkness are her friends, they sometimes plant forever in their dens, on the mountainsides of sometimes now and then, in between the rise and set of you and I, may blue visions know the depths of liquid skies, and some ask me if she cries in the night, when it's the substance of her tears that drench the days with light, you better hope she do, cause they're women with fur coats and painted faces, dancing on the peripheries of perfection, they eat Chinese apples that stain their teeth, rabbit and cackle cosmos out of chaos, at a moment's notice the children on the train, selling chocolate with their mothers in the background, fundraising their dreams from the dead, and the author 
is a boredom correspondence, catharsis, and change the leaves of my needs are in dread. I need fruit and vegetables. For only living things can feed the span of wings, and thus she was born to charter my flight into the blues of night. I am the darkness that precedes the light, a pupil of the sea's reflective sight. Notebook in hand, I footnote land and write. Plot dot 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 and dot my eyes is bright, and cast my lot amongst the children and the night. Thank you very much for listening to DJ Matt Werner's interview and hour-long feature on the dynamic spoken word artist Saul Williams. You can find podcasts to my past interviews at youtube.com slash DJ Matt Werner. That is youtube.com slash DJ M-A-T-T-W-E-R-N-E-R. Please tune into my show on Fresh Air The Alternative at freshair.org.uk in 2009. For more interviews with provocative artists challenging the status quo of the music and literary scenes, you have been listening to an interview and feature on Saul Williams. I am DJ Matt Werner. Thank you, and good night.